Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park makes you grin and above all you love making your bookie cry then you're in the right place the number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions shared with a fan base like no other welcome home this is the punch list mma podcast here are your hosts dale lippin and trey van buskirk What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned in to the newest edition of the Punches MMA Podcast. It's your boy, Dale Lippin, in here with Trey Van Buskirk. Trey, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm about ready <laughs> to be done. I think I'm done with the show already today. As producer Jake said, in through the nose, out through the mouth, goose fraba. Goose Buddy, fraba. I'm so mad I can't stand it. For those of you that are finally joining us on the YouTube live stream, I appreciate your unending patience. Um, I am recording this episode from within my kitchen as my studio space within my home, uh, my newly renovated podcast studio space does not have strong enough Wi-Fi apparently in order to support our internet streaming platform, whatever you want to call it. So um, it wasn't until today, whilst trying to get started, um, that it told me that my connection was too unstable for high definition streaming. So um, here's where we are because everything is tied up into that one plan working and that one plan is not working. Hey, but now the viewers get a good view of your refrigerator and your kids' drawings, man. It looks That's gorgeous. It's true. true. Well, it's, everything's coming full circle. The first time I interviewed Drew, uh, if he comes on the show, which I don't know if he w- will or not with the show being the way that it is tonight, uh, in the event that he does come on the show, the first time I interviewed him, I was sitting in my kitchen. So we have come full circle. <laughs> we started from the bottom and we're still there we're still there so that's a ton of fun uh, we're starting a good 21 minutes late which is also really fun um yeah man it's just it's one of those things where it's pretty crazy uh um i don't even know what to i don't even know what to do with this anymore um <laughs> this is really good man i'm, I'm gonna say this because I, I like the mundane kind of you know sulking attitude you're bringing into this because that's where we that's where we were on saturday we had great fights, bad bets. What we have coming up, we've got a plethora of fights. We've got a plethora of opportunity. We've got two guests coming on. Come on, man. Yeah. I'm happy about this, and I'm happy about those things. But, dude, you can't <laughs> tell me when you're in the midst of something where nothing's working and everything's fall apart, uh, falling apart, that it's, that it's easy to keep a positive attitude. I need your California sunshine attitude to keep me moving right now because I'm not happy. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not happy with the way this day has unfolded. I'm not happy with the way Saturday unfolded. And um, I, I was under the, like my big idea for this episode was to have it be my like first super kick butt episode yeah. in my, from like my studio. Like I, I was ready to rock and roll yeah. and no, it just the, the fact like <laughs> in fact it didn't matter that I prepared accordingly. Um, yeah, <laughs> but we're just we're gonna keep it moving. Uh, it I, I hate the phrase it is what it is, but it is exactly that. So 
Nice. Yeah. Okay. I also left my beer upstairs too, and I'm thirsty again. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. Well, give me this real quick. You I will know, give if, you whatever you if want. If Dober does jump in prior to that, UFC 257, give me your overarching kind of idea of how the whole night went, not just in association to our bets, but what were your takeaways? What were the highs? What were the lows? You know, obviously, if we do have Drew Dober on tonight, that's amazing to understand what the uh, lightweight landscape looks like. But gosh, we got a full view of that top five. Like, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, there's there's a lot to be said about what like Connor's performance, and there's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, as much as I dislike the guy, um, he is very good at. At times, he can be very good with evaluation, right? Evaluation of self. And I think that initial leaning um, is that he's been too inactive for too long. And the game will move on without you if you're not active. And I think that's really accurate. I mean, one of my biggest arguments that I like to make against Connor is the fact that he's, hasn't, he's only won one MMA fight in the last four years or whatever the case may be. Uh, but that holds true as to why he lost, too. He's only won one fight in the last four years, five years. He doesn't fight very often. Yeah. I, I, th- I think the most disappointing thing for me with the Connor fight, being an actual Connor fan, is no longer seeing the fire. Um, in his post-fight press conference, and he was the first one to say, you know what, like, this loss doesn't feel too bad. Um, he thinks that from a contract negotiation perspective, he can get the trilogy with Dustin, which, again, makes no sense to me. Um, it's hard to get trilogies even when we see, you know, Alex Volkanovsky and Max Holloway to do a third. Um, you know, granted, Max lost twice. Um, but to get someone, Connor, who fought six years prior Dustin to get a trilogy, it's just not that enticing. But for him to be okay with a loss, uh, for him to just kind of say, mm, I'm on this pedestal of $100 million and you were so lucky to have walked my red carpet. It, to me, it, remove him. I mean, there is no reason for him to fight as active as seven fights. He's not as enticing. He lost a lot of viewership, I believe, going forward um, for any fight that he's going to take. It takes a lot to be motivated by legacy alone. Um, and he keeps talking about how the legacy, uh, you know, what's the double champ do? He does it twice, right? Um, it takes a lot to be motivated by legacy when you've got a hundred plus million dollars in the bank, right? Yeah. It's, it's one thing to want to be motivated by legacy. If you don't have a hundred million dollars Cur- currently, spoiler alert, I do not have a hundred million dollars in the bank. Um, but I am concerned about my legacy. I'm concerned about the things I leave behind for my children and my children's children. Um, but I say that from a position of not having a hundred million dollars in the bank. When Connor didn't have $100 million in the bank, he wanted to be the double champ. He wanted to be the first one to do it. He wanted to defend it. He wanted to be part of something that had never been done before. And for the most part, he did so with flying colors. Yeah, you're just not going to stay hungry the same way uh, when you're rolling up the, you know, Abu Dhabi in a yacht. It's just not going to happen, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you can say what you want about the stance. You can say what you want about the the boxing heavy, the switching of the camps, the – the different sparring partners, the this, that, and the other. But uh, I think when it boils down to it, it was inactivity coupled with the fact that he cracked Dustin with the best shots he had. Dustin ate him up. And as soon as Dustin started to eat straight left hands and smiling at him, I was like, oh, crap, man, we're in trouble. Yeah, and I thought actually going into the main event, uh, the co-main event, Michael Chandler, man, what a stud. Dude, I loved his post-fight speech, straight up WWF. Um, But... I know we have a couple people here waiting in the lobby. Um, one Roman. who would uh, be able to give some very hot takes, very spicy takes. Very spicy, very spicy. In a hot Caliente. Take. And then also we got <laughs> Drew Dober freaking knows oh what's gosh. going on with the lightweight division. How's it going? Oh, and he's wearing a shirt. Why is he wearing a shirt? I, I just put on a shirt just for this uh, video, but uh, I may or may not be wearing pants. So... <laughs> You're making it awkward that you're wearing a shirt, so I'll just hold on a second. There we go. All right, much better. One of us had to not wear a shirt, so I'm. (laughs) Well, it goes well with the background, so I'm (laughs) okay. Cool. I just wanted to make sure that we're all on the same level now. I thought you were. We told a lot of listeners you would be no shirt, but you are wearing a shirt. We got a hot take, Kate, in here. Drew, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, brother. I appreciate you guys. 
Now, see, here's the thing is I was we were supposed to get on a little bit earlier and Drew, we were going to try to stagger because we had this thing where we we're going to try to see if Kate like fits in with our show. And you have been on our show more than anybody else. So my question to you, because, you know, I like to ask you off the wall questions was when was the last time that you participated in any sort of job interview? Job interview. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's that has to be like. 10 years ago, at least. Perfect. Cause we are undecided whether or not we're going to make Kate part of the show full time. So we want you to help decide whether or not. Oh, that's gonna... God. <laughs> oh man. All right. Are you guys for real right now? No, of course not. Of course not. But <laughs> I have my questions prepared. I, I, I mean, I, I figured as much. I figured as much. I figured, <laughs> nothing like a panel interview between the three of us. When oh yeah. Shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, HR violation right here for sure. You are no shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> Drew, Drew, fill us in. How's life? What's going on? Uh, how's prep for the fight? Let's get all these journalism questions out of the way first, man. Tell, walk oh, me through man. what's going on right now. I mean, life is significantly different um, than uh, enjoying our holidays in December mm -hmm. and then getting right back into uh, training for a fight here in January. So, uh, in all honesty, it's designated meals, designated training times, uh, just train, eat, sleep, and repeat constantly. So, man, trying to figure out new, inventive, like, fun content for my Instagram is getting very difficult, considering yeah. that I'm only thinking about Islam for the next six weeks. Yeah. So... I mean, we were we were in the sweepstakes. You know, we, we ran all kinds of different contests to try to figure out whether or not we could, you know, determine who your next opponent was going to be. Admittedly, you're very coy when it comes to these things. Um, it ends up being the Islam fight, which is our opinion, probably the best fight for you and, and showcase for uh, of, of your talents. I know that, you know, the hay's already in the barn for the most part as far as fundamentals are concerned, but are you taking any sort of, different approach to prepare for a guy like this? Um, I wouldn't say any, it's different for uh, my approach, but it's different from what you guys have been saying. I haven't fought since May, but the entire year of 2020, I've been thinking about that uh, Diego mm -hmm. uh, Fajera, Fajera, I never <laughs> pronounce his name right, but black belt jiu-jitsu, so I was preparing for a, a ground fight, and so now we're in 2021, I'm fighting Islam, who I'm pretty sure is going to want to take me down. I'm just continue preparing uh, for a ground fight. So I'm going to showcase new uh, technique, talent, and um, a new Drew Dober in this next fight. But as always, I want to make it entertaining and search for a knockout. I, 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 love, I love the approach. True or false, his little beard without the mustache on the top, it's really annoying. You don't like mm. it. Well, so I have a uh, main training partner, Peter Straub, who's got the full beard and mustache mm -hmm. because I need to get used to what it feels like to have that facial hair all in my face. So, you know, in training, we're going to over-exaggerate the situation. So he's kept his mustache. So that way, when I'm in the fight with Islam, who doesn't have a mustache, it's less extreme. Mm. So I'm fully prepared for that. That's smart. That's smart. Way to really, that's a really immersive approach. I can appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I can I, appreciate I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't already talking about this like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, so, that's Drew, I want to get your take on this. Uh, prior to getting into your fight, Team Elevation, Dale and I have always touted it, one of the best teams uh, here domestically. And uh, you guys had what's your leader and veteran in Neil Magny fight recently against Michael Chiesa. What was kind of his thoughts coming back? What was his preparation like? Um, I know that was your guys' vet, so um, I know he's going to help you prepare. What was kind of his demeanor leaving that octagon that night? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I haven't talked to him since uh, since that fight. Going into the fight, man, he's super excited. Um, I think, in all, in all honesty, uh, Team Elevation was, um, in the last, like, quarter of 2020, was kind of struggling as far as, like, you know, the, the closures, the restrictions and all that stuff, things have opened up since then and it's been great, but it has affected a lot of our training um, for all of team elevation. So, you know, unfortunately Neil uh, didn't get the victory, but uh, man, he's still one of the toughest, hardest working guys I've ever met. Yeah. yeah. Now, Kate, we wanted to bring you on. You are hot take cake for a reason, but we wanted Drew to be a judge of character in, in regards to the content that you're going to bring to our show. Drew sent us a message on the side and said it was complete nonsense that he was not elected as guest of the year, and he really wanted the opportunity 
to, to write this ship. So we need you to give us a hot take so Drew can decide whether or not uh, this is the content that he really wants to continue to be a part of. So what do you got? All right. So no, no pressure, my, though. No pressure. Here's my hot take. Uh, <laughs> why is Drew, who's on a three-fight win streak, knocked out of the ratings rankings when Gregor Gillespie is still in it? Ooh. Who got knocked mm. out cold? That's spicy. Mm. <laughs> what do you got here, Drew? What do we think? Why is Gregor in and you're out? I mean, all of these like a popularity contest, and uh, mm. I think uh, Gregor Gillespie was like uh, close to ten at, at the time, and he's been kind of like working his way down. But uh, uh, you know, I I have no control over the week or the rankings, but it works in my favor because every time I fought a person or trying to prove myself or I'm an underdog, I usually come out with a knockout. So you know, I, I have to be thankful for the fact that I'm no longer ranked, so I can still push for that rankings uh, again. Or that rankings are nonsense. Right. Islam has far more Instagram followers than I do, and that's the only reason why he's ranked higher. Nonsense. I have very little Instagram followers, and I'm not ranked, so that makes perfect sense. There you go. So, all right, let's see here. Now, Kate. All right, so you've given us one. You said that you had four piping hot ones, but hold on to your other three because sure. we got we got we got a couple more, uh, couple more questions for Drew here. So Drew, I don't, I can't remember um, last time you were on the show whether or not you were engaged yet. That's a relatively new development. So um, you are very, you're you're generally pretty sharing in the social media aspect, and then you got engaged. What did you do anything special for that? Kind of walk us if you if, within reason share that special moment, man. Congratulations, yeah, by the way. Yeah, that was a that was a, a, a fun one. It was uh, the fight was canceled and then uh, I got sick and all this crazy nonsense. Uh, so like literally I had a spitball it towards the end there. So I uh, took her up to Breckenridge, Colorado and proposed to her on that trip. And we got to okay. like hang out and you know, with all restrictions, uh, you know still got to uh, have fun and, and whatnot. And so now along with preparing for Islam, I'm uh, planning a wedding, which seems to be a little bit more difficult than fighting Islam. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Justifiably so, justifiably so. Trey, what do you got? Well, for sure. And actually I saw, well, actually has your fiance like seen you fight live? Like you guys have been around, I mean, together for a while. She's seen the, like, the blood and guts, the legitness. I mean, she's seen my like first round KOs. I'm still kind of like mentally preparing her for like some <laughs> oh, moves, but uh, no, she hasn't seen a loss yet. But she has seen the uh, uh, the fights, but they've all been pretty decent ones. I'm constantly trying to remind her that there will be times where I'm gonna, you know, look like I'm gonna have like a Dustin Poirier kind of fight, you know? Yeah, there you and go. The uh, the last few days or weeks, even you've been posting a lot of your older fights on Instagram. Um, what's the, what's the sort of genesis on that? It's, it's great to see your commentary on how you were feeling mentally and physically going into those fights. Um, but where's the, you know, just something fun you're doing for the fans or what was the, what's the genesis behind that? Oh man, I, I, I did went for a run and I was thinking on the run, like, do we even remember like in detail the fights in Rocky movies or do we all just remember the stuff leading up to the fight? Right. Mm. Uh, and so then. Yeah, so they got to where I was like, man, like my fights are all over the internet, but people don't really know the story of like how I got to what you're now watching. So I was like, I'm just gonna see, you know, how that goes, and I'm just gonna post some old stuff and tell the stories. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've had fun kind of just like reminiscing those moments, and then I've been getting some great feedback as far as people being entertained by uh, my old shenanigans. And uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, what UFC fights I want to write a story about. Um, but yeah, it's to be continued. I'm a big fan of like the floppy emo kid haircut with like the basketball shorts that you're fighting uh, in, like in the amateur days. Those that's just oh, so, so that's I top that, notch, man. The, that fight in particular, one I I didn't have any good hair game until I was yeah. like 25 years old. I, I didn't. I was never introduced to a barber. It was a huge problem. But those uh, gym shorts you're talking about, I actually had to borrow those the day of the event <laughs> because I got to the. Uh, whatever empty gymnasium I was fighting in and I forgot shorts. So I had to borrow this dude's uh, pair of shorts that was like in the same locker room as me. That's, that's uh, fantastic. So did you, did, did you have like a walkout song for that fight? Like that looked like, like Dale said with the emo haircut, I could see like Papa Roach or something weird, you know? I, 
<laughs> didn't actually i it wasn't even given the option i think uh, they had their own dj that was just playing whatever yeah. uh, it, it was only after the fact that i had like the video that i was like oh i walked out to that song that's weird but, uh, <laughs> i mean it, it got to point, like nothing was ever like in forethought like i just showed up and then they're like you're fighting that guy and i was like all right and so i just like showed up fought and left and then the videos was like oh so that's kind of how it happened yeah that's great I like it. I, I think sometimes there, there's probably like a little bit of an advantage to that because then you don't have time to overthink it or over prepare. You just right, show exactly. up and you're just like, this guy, all right, this guy gets work tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, one of my uh, old teammates said, it's so much easier fighting in bars because you just mouth off and you start fighting immediately. There's no thought behind it. Right. <laughs> and it was just always like that anxiety when like the bully was like, I'll meet you after school. And he had to think about it all day That's before it happened. And here we are, like, I have a bowling named Islam that I got to think about for the next six weeks, you know? Yeah. He's, yeah. So it's it's far easier to just show up and fight. Yeah, I would agree 100%. All right, Kate, piping hot take number two. What do you have for us? Don't pick a fight this time. What are you doing? Don't pick a fight. I wasn't picking a fight. I was trying to say how I, I think he's amazing, and I think the rankings are bupkis. And I wanted to know, you know, what y'all thought of it. I think it's nonsense. It's a very PG butt kiss or butt kiss. Okay, I like it. I like it. Very, very wholesome. Go for it. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll swear like a sailor in like a second. Okay, just, All right. fair enough. Just, just hang on to your shirts. Okay. The the first thing, yeah. Please hang on to your shirt, Trey. Um, the f first thing that had come to mind. Uh, while watching, or I guess it was more or less the lead up to last weekend's fights was something that Ariel Hawani had said. Uh, he said that Conor McGregor is the most underrated fighter in the sport right now. And I went, underrated by whose standards? Like what measurement are you using? He's the highest paid, he's the most popular, he can pick any fight he wants. Uh, he can fight, like you said, once a year. He's won one fight in four years, and he still made $5 million, and that's just on his pay. I, I'm, I'm hoping that now he can actually start to get moved to where, you know, the, the rest of us see him. It's like, is he the GOAT? No. Is mm. stuck like half of these idiots on Instagram talk about? No, absolutely not. He's somewhere in the middle there. He's not the greatest thing since sliced bread, but he's certainly not the worst. He's still an amazing fighter. He still has impeccable technique, but he's got some gaps. And I'm hoping that now, you know, he'll actually start to focus on those instead of just riding on the hype that was McGregor mania. Drew, go. What do you got, man? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I agree with her. I mean, like, you look at Connor, and it, and it really isn't about in manner uh, of like his, his fight performances. It's always about like his outside cage shenanigans, his his, his whiskey, right. his uh, throwing a dolly, his loud mouth. His I really watch Connor just for the fight buildup, and when the fight happens, I'm like, ah, we'll see. But, yeah. like, you watch Nate Diaz and, and Conor McGregor just because they're just constantly on each other the entire time. So, uh, I mean, I agree. I think a, as a fighter, he kind of just blends into that that top five, top ten. But as an entertainer, though, like, mm. he's light years beyond other fighters. Oh, for sure. But, like, that's, I think, where the, the waters get muddied in terms of the fan base is that you've got these people that are so, so sold on him that they're just, like, rabid religious fans. And then you've got these other people that just hate him. They hate him with, from the depths of their soul. They hate him. What's wrong with and that? I, I want to start having, I want to start being able to have conversations, like good conversations about his fight technique. Because the second that somebody says to me, Connor sucks, I go, do you watch this sport? Do you have any <laughs> idea what he does? Anything at all? Well, I, I don't know if you know this, but it's 2021. You're only allowed to love something or hate it. There is no comment. I don't know. There is no middle ground. I don't know. Where I know. Means and mediocre opinions on fighters don't sell tickets. And right. So they either have to love you or hate you. Exactly. Like, yeah, he's a good guy. Then they're not pay buying your pay-per-view. Right. That's 
I'm still that's waiting. Fine. That's fine. I, I understand where it comes from, like from the media perspective, from a from a fan perspective. But I guess I'm getting a little bit tired of like trying to have conversations with people and people immediately jumping to one end of the spectrum or another. It's like there's so much great stuff in this sport. There's there's such amazing I I can't even I can't even begin to go into how much I love watching it and love watching the talent and the athleticism. And I want to get to appreciate that without having to constantly defend myself. It's like, no, no, I'm not like a Connor fanboy. I I just legitimately like what he did in X fight or whatever it is. Now, Trey is a reformed Connor fanboy. So Trey, I'm interested on your take here because you are at one point in time, you were considering a proper 12 tattoo. So please. No, that's not true. That is okay. not true. Um, no, I, I, I love what he's done for the sport. I think um, it gives, you know, people that are great fighters like drew an opportunity. If he can market himself and obtain a fight like that to put himself in a totally different financial category. And I think when you get people like Dustin, like a Drew, that are really great, well-rounded fighters, and they get an opportunity to exercise their abilities against someone that's just money bags, one, they get to put on a performance and showcase all their capabilities. And two, they get to cash a bunch of money. And that's amazing. Um, I think, Drew, I think the excitement with your fight with Makachev coming up is insane because there's some history to it. You know, it canceled out in 2016. I want to get actually your take in regards to his failed drug test. And is that something you're still thinking of? It, you know, are you worried about banned substances still to this date? Is it something where you look at Islam and you're like, you know what? I don't care if he's shooting up or doing whatever. I know my abilities and I'm ready to freaking unload. Like what's your thoughts on all that? Um, I mean, I have two thoughts. One, I don't think Islam's the guy. Uh, I think his uh, failure to test was a, uh, understandable to a degree, but it definitely wasn't steroids or anything. Um, he doesn't seem like the athlete that, that does it. So I always have to exclude Islam in this. However, mm. I have fought guys on steroids. I have fought guys that uh, I'm sure were taking something and I may have, you know, I'm going to fight him in the future. The thing is those steroids, HGH, EPL, doesn't, like, doesn't change your chin. So mm. if I can land my hands on your mouth, it doesn't matter how many drugs you do, you're still going to sleep. It sounds super cocky, but that's how I feel. It's like, take as many drugs as you want. I'm still going to find a way to win. Love it. I, yeah. I like this. Inject like it in this. the chin. <laughs> Have you ever seen those, like, YouTube videos, like, the guys, like, in India that inject, like, the oil underneath their skin to, like, give themselves the massive biceps and stuff like that? Oh, I know. Oh, so I'm a big fan. It looks... I mean, that kind of looks how my calves look, honestly. I don't know if you've seen pictures of my legs, but it looks like I've injected something in my calves, but... Right. I, I can't imagine any person actually doing that, though. Are there is there a single pair of pants that you can buy off the rack that fit your legs? No, not at all. That's why I have one of those little stretchy pants sponsor. Like I, I, I was walking in a gym, he just walks right up to me and he goes, "I want to put pants on those legs," and I'm like, "Excuse me," and like I wore the pants are the most comfortable things ever. So like here I am, like being a poster child for their stretchy pants because every post fight I go through at least one pair of jeans. Yeah, it's that's weird. I said the opposite of that to my wife, and it worked out just as well. So now there might be something to that. There might be something. There might be something to that. Uh, that yeah, that, that that's that's interesting. Um, speaking of clothing, real quick, you know, I don't. I, we always talk about the, the shirt thing, but here's the thing, right? Is I we've continue continually busted busted your chops for about a year now. And um, we did not do an ad read for our clothing sponsor, Allegiance Clothing. We didn't do an ad read for them at the beginning of the show because you said something to me a while back. And I just just figure, you know, it's not like a sworn testimony or anything like that. But I just want to ask you something personally. We sent you a shirt. We sent you a punchless MMA shirt. And I'm going to put you on the spot here, bud. We sent you a shirt and I've yet to see you wear it. Um, could you explain to me why you haven't worn the shirt we sent you? I'm going to rebuttal and say, I want you to name more than three shirts that you've seen me in ever. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, you can Google and it's just only shirtless photos. <laughs> I'm surprised one. if you find a shirt. I have a bunch of shirts. I'm assuming with dust on them back there. I don't know because I don't ever touch them either. So. 
<laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, now, Dale, to his point, that I don't wear and won't ever wear punchline shirt is my favorite. Right. So it's on top of all the other ones that are collecting dust. Well, so, well, here's the thing: is when I sent you the message on Instagram about it, you said that your fiance took it for a, a, a like a bedtime shirt. So that was going to be the sales pitch: was essentially that if it's soft enough for her to sleep in, that's how soft the clothes are. So you see where I was going with this. So um, I thought maybe you were you were going to take the breadcrumbs better than that. That was that I should have prepared better. That was a, it. That has was a, the least amount of dust. It has the least amount of dust. That's good. There I mean, go. she may or may not board it, but that's the last I've seen of it. But <laughs> it must have been real comfortable because she didn't give it back. Right. And I, ha- I, haven't, I haven't seen your dog wearing it either. So how is the, how is your pup, by the way? He's very handsome. Very good looking he, dog. He is fantastic, but he turns into a yeah. psycho as soon as there's snow on the ground. And so it snowed here in Colorado, so the little guy won't stop bugging me to go outside and just hang out. There you go. Well... Uh, it uh, it's snowed here in San Diego, by the way. I just, FYI, um, that's why I had to put the shirt back on. We had some significant hail, which is essentially the same thing. Um, but yeah, I got a taste of what your training environment's all like, and um, it's it's pretty legit, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was honestly more painful uh, earlier. I don't know if you heard the stories. Maybe uh, the last time we interviewed, uh, training for my fight with Alexander Hernandez, going yeah. into like speakeasy gyms with no heat on. Uh, in the middle of like March, Justin Gucci and I were just super cold and just trying to, to have championship rounds against each other. Uh, Gucci even told me that his toes actually went numb while sparring me. So, well, and actually, you bring up a good point. So John Kavanaugh, after the Connor fight, uh, came out and he was talking to I won't say the A word uh, like Hot Take Kate did. Uh, mm. uh, that guy interviewed him and said that. The tough part when Connor was getting his uh, his left or right leg beat up pretty consistently by Dustin, there's no way to really train that. And you bring up a good point with cold weather and stuff like that. You're wearing shin pads and stuff like that. How do you train for that? Because Connor, like, sure, he was sparring. He had you know the shin pads and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, what's real is real. And I mean, he was taken out in that first round. What are you doing to prepare to kind of like what is it, callousing up your shins, or what are you doing? You, you callous up like mentally it's just you're gonna be uncomfortable i mean yeah it's snowing out and it's really bad but you're still gonna see me walk around shirtless in shorts and my flip-flops <laughs> and it's, people are like what are you doing you're gonna get sick and i was like you just gotta embrace the uncomfortable because i consciously put myself in a cage in front of millions of people so comfort isn't the first thing i think about so, yeah. yeah you just gotta condition no matter what it takes just condition your mind to just prepare for the suck Ah, uh, well, I feel like a total bitch for putting my shirt back on, but thank you. <laughs> cool. as, as you should, as you should. Uh, all, right. all right, Kate, you gave us two out of the four. Hit us with number three, please. Why is nobody, and I mean no one, I've seen it, I've not seen it in comments, I've not seen it from any of the major MMA media channels, and if you guys have seen it, please correct me. Why is nobody talking about the option of Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje for the belt? It's, ah. I've been hearing, I've been hearing Dustin versus Oliveira and Oliveira versus Gaethje and Dustin versus Chandler. I've heard not one person is saying, let's take the two guys that Khabib just beat, who both had the interim title, who both fought each other in what was arguably one of the best fights I've ever personally seen. Why aren't we just going to do that again for the title? Like, why is no one saying that? Because we have a new shiny toy called Michael Chandler. Oh. It's going to overstep a ton of people because he has not been beaten by Khabib, and we no. still have no idea what he's capable of. So we're we're putting all our money in the unknown instead of the you know have the the two guys that got defeated by Khabib fight each other. You know, uh, I mean, I'd be all about it. I think I'm Justin Gaethje's teammate, friend, fan, and uh, I would love for him to have that rematch with uh, Justin Poirier, but. Man, I know the UFC has dollar signs, and Michael Chandler is all about that. And so, you know, um, UFC is, I'm sure, more excited about a brand new fresh fight than a, a rematch for a title. 
and I have no idea what they're going to do with Oliver. Uh, Oliver, no, what's his name again? Charlie, Charlie Olives. Char- Charlie <laughs> Olives. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. well, let me ask you this because, like you said, Chandler's the new the new kid on the block, right? What we saw on Saturday night, for, I'm just full full disclosure, I was all in on Dan Hooker. I lost a lot of money on Saturday night. Dan Hooker really let me down. So I don't have anything nice to say. Um, and I just don't – and all that comes from a betting perspective, right? Obviously not a professional fighter. I respect everybody that makes the walk. All of that stuff you're supposed to say. Was Chandler impressive in your opinion, Drew? Was Chandler impressive on Saturday night or did Dan Hooker just look really bad? I mean, I don't know if you saw my my prediction video that I posted on Instagram. I'm horribly wrong. This yeah. was like every prediction. But uh yeah, Michael Chandler was impressive. Um from what I saw in that fight, it was um a lot of um uh like a mental warfare leading up to it. He was talking all about his wrestling. Like I'm a, I'm a college wrestler, I'm this and that, I'm gonna take him down, I'm gonna beat him up and all that stuff. So the the, the unfortunate thing that Dan Hooker was doing, he was so defensive. Uh, from that takedown that it allowed striking to happen. And that's the thing with like uh, fighting grapplers, like fighting Khabib, is when you're so paranoid about not getting taken down, then that's how Connor gets dropped, you know, when they fought. It's like you can't be completely defensive uh, with, with, with grappling, you know, hoping for the best. And so honestly, I think it was a, a poor judgment by Dan to not – take a step forward and, and really just engage in that grappling, whether it happens or not. He was always on, on his back foot and unfortunately it ended the way he did. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was not, I, I it just, he came out and he was co- with that constant lateral movement. I'm just screaming at the TV going, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And then mm-hmm. um, it also looked like he was having a hard time making read, reads on Chandler. Chandler appeared to be a lot faster than I think he was going to, he was giving him credit for Chandler was, very, very quick and closing distance very fast. And it appeared, even in the first couple you know, shots that, that Chandler missed, that Hooker was having a hard time making the, the reads on the speed. Yeah, like, yeah, I thought it was beautiful. It was cutting off the ring. Uh, he wasn't allowing, like, he wasn't just following Hooker. He was, like, corralling Hooker. Right. And, uh, I mean, he was changing the level of his tax. I mean, you saw the ending. Like, it was a body shot to the head. And so, I mean, like, as far as, like, strategy goes, Chandler killed it. So yeah. um, and I'm excited to see how he does. I mean, the Bellator guys don't have great records coming into the UFC. And so I'm, I, I want to see how he continues. You know, he's yeah. had those wars with, uh, you know, Will Brooks and uh, Eddie Alvarez and, and Dustin Poirier is the guy that's going to bring that war to you. And we'll see after, we'll see how Chandler handles. And all obviously, I, I think the UFC is going to make that fight, the Chandler versus Poirier for the belt. Right. And, uh, I mean, that's I mean, but. As much as we're fighters, we're also entertainers. And so after that WWE uh, post-fight interview by Michael Chandler, I think he might be just bumping up to that. Yeah. You know who practiced that in the mirror. That was oh. so – didn't oh, he start did. once? Oh, sure God. He had a cue card as well. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. Like, I hated it. <laughs> Only Brock Lesnar could have done it better. Oh yeah. God, I hated it so much. So, so you brought up a great point with Bellator. Trey, I want to get your opinion on this because this was just announced today. So to, around Robin of, of sorts, if you will. Ben Askren signed on uh, to, fight, to fight your boy, Jake Paul. Yeah, the, 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 the proverbial sigh of unbelief. Um, Trey, first of all, the, the betting lines are out, if you guys care. The betting lines are out. Jake Paul is currently a minus 180 favorite. Ben Askren, a plus 150 underdog here. Um, initial reactions to that betting line, Trey. Who do you think is going to win the fight, and do you think this is good or bad for the sport? Yeah, we talked about this earlier, man. I This is the smartest pick for Jake Paul on the planet. He was two fights that made a lot of logistic sense for him inside that uh, ring, and that was either Dylan Danis or Ben Askren, both guys that don't know what to do with their hands straight up anchorman style, like no idea unless they could take it down on the ground. They have no idea what to do. Jake Paul's going to come into this fight way bigger. I don't know what weight they're planning on doing this at what's catch way of like 185 or whatever, but Jake Paul is going to look like a monster compared to him. And Ben Askren is susceptible to getting slept as we've seen. Mm. So 
I think that's a bad matchup for Ben, but I also think, gosh, what a way to, you know, sail into the sunset with some serious cash. Drew, what do you think? I think the prelim should be Floyd Mayweather and Tiger Woods in a jiu-jitsu match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all about that. Yeah. Nobody wants to see people that don't know how to throw hands. Throw hands. It's a prestigious tough man competition. That's yeah. what this is. But uh, I think um, I'm very happy that there's no knees in boxing because mm. Ben mm. Ashton doesn't like those very much. And so, <laughs> honestly, I think it's just going to be a very boring fight. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think both Paul and Askren just don't know how to find that chin or even move their own. Uh, so you get the, I mean, with the Mike Perry punching an old man video is just about as exciting as what we're going to see with Logan and I like this. Face. I, I honestly, I would like to see Floyd Mayweather just try to spell jujitsu rather than compete jujitsu. <laughs> I just want to see him try to spell it. That's a low blow. Floyd Mayweather spelling bee. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> they should have an annual Floyd Mayweather spelling bee where it's just like him and all his boys trying to spell just very commonplace things. Oh, we would have to put a time limit. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, Kate. Okay, so think? funny story. Maybe it's not funny. Uh, ben Askren and I went to high school together. Oh, oh okay. Yes. So he was one year ahead of me. I didn't actually know him. My sister was good friends with his brother. Um, but I've I've talked to him after the fact. I've I've met him a couple times. Uh, my dad had lunch with him like in January. So I love Ben <laughs> dearly. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. And um I hate, 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 deeply hate that he's doing this because I just I just don't think that it's a good idea. But if he's taking it for a big fat paycheck, you know, more power to him. And if he does manage to win this thing and silence forever this nonsense that is YouTubers becoming fighters, um, will will erase his loss to Masvidal. Like, we won't make jokes about it anymore. Like that'll all go away. You can sa- you can save everything, Ben, if you can pull this off. But I don't I don't have high hopes, Ben. I love you, but ugh. my th- so here's my thing is I feel like this is going to bring out the worst that that our sport has to offer in in Absolutely. some way, shape, or form. Because one, I don't know why he's been brought up so much, but Ariel is going to be the one that's primarily viewed as the Same. expert as to why this is a fight that people should care about. And I don't particularly care for him. I don't think anybody, yep. but the, Drew, you, we, we can segregate you here, buddy. I don't know how you feel about Ariel, but the three of us are not the biggest fans in the world. Um, <laughs> if that hasn't been apparent yet. And then two, it, it, it's a, it does make me nervous because if you look at a guy like Ben Askren, who is a champ in multiple organizations and is such a decorated combat sports athlete, um, depending on how you feel about, you know, just wrestling as a combat sport, a guy that is a decorated combat sports athlete, if he does in fact go out there and get beat by a YouTuber uh, and done done so in like an electrifying fashion, it really is going to bring out the worst of people. And that makes me nervous, man. Like I don't... I don't want that to happen because I feel like, one, I don't think it's good for the sport anyway to have these spectacle-style fights. And then, two, to have a, be, to be on the wrong end of a spectacle-style fight. Drew, what do you think? I mean, you, like you've been putting up all these amateur videos. You've competed everywhere from bars to barns and, and now, like, you know, Baghdad, really, just to keep rolling off the bees. You've literally fought everywhere all kinds of different people, all kinds of different weights. You know, is there a, is there a market for the novelty thing? Where, where do we go from here, win, lose, or draw? I mean, Jorge Masvidal has uh, backyard fights on his highlight reel. So maybe Ben Askren's just trying to do that. <laughs> He's like, all right, well, I'm just going to have a backyard fight in a boxing ring. But um, uh, it's unfortunate, but I feel like Pride was doing it for years, just having circus freaks fights. Uh, and you know, just people just love seeing outrageous events, and it just goes by the fact that, like, I mean, it's it's what Connor does. Connor's good at fighting, but the entire Logan, the, the Paul brothers are just doing the whole entertainment value. And uh, MMA fans, especially the strict MMA fans, also forget that we're entertainers, yeah. and there's a reason why, like, a Brock Lesnar or like a CM Punk entered the UFC. 
It's the same reason that Connor was able to enter boxing. It's just uh, we're entertainers, and uh, fighting is a, a, a secondary thought, apparently. Okay. Well, I think that's the that's the big issue, though, is they're touting Ben Askren as a UFC fighter, and I don't think he's a representation of your guys' organization. He's not. He's a one championship fighter. He's, you know, he's a wrestler. He's not a UFC fighter. He didn't do enough in that promotion or under that banner to constitute that name. And I think that's the thing that sucks. It's like if you're gonna say YouTube person versus a UFC fighter choose a UFC fighter that was active and actually has those accolades to his record. Ben Askren does not have that. So for you, Drew, who's under the banner, are you a little bit embarrassed to have someone like that represent, I guess, the promotion to a certain degree? Uh, I'm going to say no. Cause I mean, if you fight in the UFC once, I mean, that's going to be like, it's going to be like the headline of the court order. Like, like, yeah, a UFC fighter goes to the court for, or a UFC fighter goes gets slept in a boxing match, or a UFC fighter and it's like as soon as you fight once in the UFC, I mean that's just going to be your your best accomplishment, you know, in any sort of article you're ever in. Uh, but I just don't think they represent all UFC fighters as a whole. I mean, uh, we've had boxers come over to the UFC and just get dismantled, and it was quickly forgotten about. I couldn't even remember the the fight the boxer that even fought Randy Couture, James Tony. That guy, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just one of those things, like, it's going to be a spectacle, but because it has no merit, it's going to be so easily forgotten. Yeah. yeah. So, that being said, what celebrity or character would you fight? Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. What did Danny ever do to you? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> he, I don't know. He played Penguin poorly in that one Batman movie, <laughs> and that doesn't sit well with me. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. You've been super generous with your time. Kate, this is the last part of your job on the job interview. Hot take number four. What do you got? Hit us with, with something spicy. Uh, you know, really it's all on the line here. There's no pressure whatsoever, but uh, Drew's been yeah. texting me on the side. He's not impressed yet. So what do you got? Oh man. Okay. Well, you kind of took my Jake Paul Ben Askren, but that's okay. Mm. I'll, I'll overlook that. That was in my notes. <laughs> Uh, if Dana White wants us all to pay to watch these fights, he has got to make it easier. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a story about okay. a friend of mine and what okay. happened. Um, she paid for the pay-per-view yeah. ahead of time, hours ahead of time. And then went to sign in to watch the pay-per-view after having watched the early prelims and the prelims and was so super excited. And she missed the first two fights and then had to stream yep. illegally mm -mm. the rest mm. of the card. No, she 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 still got the she still listened to it. Uncle Dana. She she watched no. it legally. No, no, no she we didn't. Know any but she was not under any circumstances missing these fights, but she paid for it. Wow. Son oh. of a. I don't know I'm you. We're not getting so, taken down because so you. I'm so tired of ESPN <laughs> and this nonsense that is their platform. Like, get it together. Seriously, I can stream everything else with zero problems whatsoever, but. A million and a half people want to watch one fight and you can't figure it out. Oh, God, get out of here. Drew, did uh, you buy the fights? I did buy the fights. And yeah. I did have to uh, pull out my laptop. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> eh? Drew, Drew, they don't give you like a promo code? People are all talking about, you know, I feel bad for the people that bought the, the pay-per-view and didn't get to watch it. I feel bad for the fighters, you know, they're on a Conor McGregor. I feel bad for that one fighter's grandma who paid mm. for that pay-per-view to watch, you know, her grandson fight. Mm. And that couldn't work out. And she has no idea how to work Facebook, let alone find an illegal stream. Mm. So, yeah, that fighter fought on the main card of a conor mcgregor pay-per-view and poor grandma didn't get to see it oh man you hit me in my feels with this i know it's intense graham graham didn't get to see the fight God, i know trey how's she it make you feel even, you know didn't even finish watching the rest of the paper the, the card i i feel bad wait drew do you get like a promo code from the ufc to watch fights or do you have to pay like full retail 
um, I don't know. I think I think I get a code for you. I get I get. I mean, it's the benefits. We don't have retirement or medical or anything. But we do get ESPN Plus. And it's incredible. Okay, it's like you cover the four ninety nine. Okay, good. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. That's good. And listen, it's all the, the devil's in the details. As long as that's in the contract. Yeah. Four fight deal yeah. and four years of ESPN. The only plus. reason I'm trying to stay in the UFC <laughs> is what am I going to do without ESPN plus? Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about it. just real quick cuz you mentioned a Conor McGregor card. You're on the most stacked card of the year, my man. Uh I don't care about the Conor fight. You are on the single most stacked card, not even on the year. I don't even know if I've ever seen one outside of like the the you know the big celebration one the UFC 100 the UFC 200 the 250 kind of setup this is the biggest freaking card I think I've seen in recent memory um, I mean what what do you do here man I mean this is a huge spotlight for you um yeah I just it, it's my job too or actually what I want to do is just get in get my fight done and over with so I can find another venue to eat some popcorn and watch the rest of the fights. And so like, I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of it. Um, it's very unfortunate that it's going to be the most, uh, it's the biggest, but most quiet <laughs> pay-per-view I'm yeah. ever going to be a part of. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just going to get my job done and over with so I can watch the rest of the fights like the rest of the fans. Awesome. All right. As always, we like to hit you with some hard-hitting questions before mm-hmm. we let you go. Mm-hmm. Um, you're super generous. You know that that seat is always yours whenever you want it. We appreciate it. Uh, you always coming on the show and being a good sport, but I do have a couple hard hitting true or false questions for you before we wrap things up. If, uh, if my colleagues in crime here are ready to put you on the hot seat. Let's do it. Okay. True or false. After your last win, you were going to shout out our show, Nick Diaz style, but forgot. True. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right. Thank Uh, Thank God. True or false, you meant to send Trey and I Christmas cards, but forgot. False. Oh, I posted man. the Christmas card to Instagram for you. Did you receive it? That's true. You did. Damn, Damn it. I forgot about that. Okay. I showed it to my wife. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I was going to shout you guys after the fight, but. Diego canceled the bout, so right. I couldn't you guys I, out. So. I understand. I All understand. these things are just out of my control. I, I get it. That's why That's why they're just simple, true or false, because I could feel it in your heart. You just didn't oh, have the opportunity. You just set me up to hurt your feelings. <laughs> you got to know the details. <laughs> All right. And then true or false, preparing for a wedding or planning a wedding is harder than preparing for a fight. True. Absolutely true. You came going harder, like on the true side. Yeah. Okay. And then, will this be a destination wedding, or are you getting married somewhere in the greater uh, Colorado area? Denver, Colorado. That's it. Okay. Um, we gotta have uh, as many people at this place as possible because it only happens once. So I want everyone to see it. So, so wait a second. Are you saying there's a chance? Are you saying there's a chance? You said as many people as possible. Can I get like? Can can I tailgate your wedding? Well, the other two guys got the save the date. Um, the other guy, oh, I've got mine. Damn it, you're right. Okay. I mean, you know what? I told you it's weird, man. My internet connection's bad at this house. That's why I'm not. That's why I've made a studio. My studio internet's not working. That's why I'm sitting down in the kitchen um, doing this on my phone because my studio's not working. I guess my mail is, is not working as, as well because if Trey and Kate got their invitations and I haven't gotten mine yet, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Bro, I'll uh, I'll fight Dale to be the ring bear. You just tell me. <laughs> I'll do it, man. I got your back, Drew. Um, I mean, it's actually a Fight Club themed wedding, so I'll bring the soap. There we go. <laughs> Project Mayhem. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, Drew. I wish you nothing but the best, man. You are a class act, and it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Um, kick ass you know you're you're a couple weeks out man um real quick you've been eating really well who's preparing your food so i got um i thought her business it's um you know change it to fuel Fuel on i mean yeah was it fuel by fight camp fuel your fight camp yeah Fuel your fight camp thank you so much yep um she like changed uh the the name of it so i haven't been able to but yeah 
if you just follow my Instagram, I post about her all the time. She's incredible. She does uh, fighter uh, weight cut, white weight descent plans. She's uh, licensed under George Lockhart. So she's absolutely incredible. The best two bites I ever get to have. Um, so I'm not hurting this camp. Yeah. Awesome. Anybody else you want to give a shout out or thanks to? I know you, you usually got a, you got a great team behind you, man. You got anybody else? I mean, everyone, anyone. Uh, yep. The fans and you guys, the journalists. Uh, this is the only opportunity I get to be close with uh, people that want to talk shop or, you know, want to want to hang out and sh- uh, speak MMA. So shout out to you guys and give me the opportunity to chat with you guys. And hopefully, fingers crossed, there will be fans, audience, meet and greets and times where I can just talk shop with everyone soon. Well, the, the sooner the better, man. And, and like I said, I, I, I'm infinitely thankful for your time and coming on the show. Um Thanks so much. And uh, I don't know, Trey, Kate, if you guys want to say anything, but that's that's what I got for Drew. No, appreciate uh, you, man. You're a legend. Make sure to so much. rock the flag, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, 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 hey. oh, shit. Did he just do that? <laughs> he did. He just flexed like that. He just pulled his shirt off and then he signed off. Oh my God. Did you see how tan he was? How is that possible? He's so how is, tan. Wow. He has better lighting. <laughs> It's snowing there. How dare he? Dude, I live in San Diego and I look like the snow that he walks around in. But he's as tan as my God. I'm frustrated. Whoa. Wow. Jeez, oh man. He made me blush. He's having a hot flash. Goodness. That was too much. Jeez, oh man. Wow. He also peeled the shirt off like it was like like he was allergic to it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, 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 Dude, I think it had buttons on it or a zipper. Yeah. How that did it was come that. off that quickly? Was crackness <laughs> Chippendale status? I guess so, man. Golly. you know, listen, I'm just glad he didn't like Hulk Hogan, like rip it. You know what I mean? Like Hulk Hulkamania down the middle. He, I don't think my internet that. connection could handle that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm thunderstruck. I, don't know, I think we're all kind of speechless. How do we? <laughs> <end>? <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. What a way to end the show. Yeah, that's yeah. a great. That's a great thing to end the show on. Um, Real quick, because we didn't pay any bills at the very beginning because we had all these technical difficulties. Guys, go to State Classy Meats. Use promo code PUNCH. Save 10% on your entire order. Uh, you can also go to allegianceclothing.com for the softest shirts on the planet Earth. So much so that, uh, you know, Drew Dover's fiance may or may not use them for a sleep shirt. Use co- promo code PUNCH and save 15% off the entire thing. I know we normally have longer ad reads in that tray, but you've got to go. The internet's been a nightmare. Um, and I don't know what to do once you have... Drew Dober on your show and he peels a shirt off. What do you, how do you respond from this? How do you come back? You, you don't, you just no. walk away with your head down. Um, but uh, thanks everyone, obviously for listening, uh, go on our social channel, punchless MMA. Um, this is where we obviously post our picks. We have a big announcement that we're going to be dropping this week in regards mm. to the February fights. Um, you're going to see some big assets, a big undertaking for uh, Dale and I, and we're so pumped to have hot take Kate Um in the rotation here, um, guys, she's going to be a uh, resident seat in that spot right there. So the good thing is, did I win? I mean, <laughs> did I already decide it? I decided. I guess. It. I guess Trey just decided it. I mean, yeah, we're not talking about it anymore. Welcome to the team, Kate. Welcome to the team, Kate. Excited for your takes going forward. Um, we got big fights on the horizon. Obviously, nothing this week, but the following week we do have fights. So, guys, again, punchless MMA. Um, that's all I got, Dale. All right, cool, Kate. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, guys, be sure to follow Kate on Instagram at hot uh, at sophisticated mm underscore mma. Uh, she goes by Hot Take Kate, and then you have a YouTube channel as well, correct? I do, but I haven't done a whole lot with it. I've I've found that producing my own videos is a nightmare and a half. Okay, <laughs> can so you guys on. relate? Yes, we yes we will not. Yeah, we have no idea what that's like. Um, <laughs> no idea. So I appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming on. This was fun. Uh, you know, next week will be a lot more polished because I will I will solve whatever issue this is, or I will burn my internet provider to the ground. I assure you that. Perfect. Um, but yeah, listen, guys, uh, if you haven't done so, please follow us anywhere you possibly can. And now we've got Kate as part of the program too. Be sure to reach out to her. Uh, show that punch list love. Appreciate everybody that tuned into the show. We'll catch everybody next week. Until then, be good to each other, bet responsibly, and we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bang, bang. Come on, Jake. Oh, shit. Bang, bang. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 